0: Welcome to Bad End Podcast, episode 115. I am joined today by my favorite co host, Joshua Calixto, and special guest, longtime fan of the podcast, longtime friend of the podcast. Yet, his first appearance today, we are joined by none other than Game Informers, Blake Hester.
1: That's right. I am the epitome of the long time first time. And I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you very much. (laughs)
0: Long time listener, true long time listener, first time caller situation. That's right.
1: Talked about a few times on the show. I remember you all making fun of how I played Death Stranding on an episode. I specifically remember listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> because I would play it offline almost exclusively.
0: We can make fun of that again right now. I feel like it would be a good idea to then roast you once again.
1: Uh, Look, about. I'll say director's cut came out. I don't want to belabor the point Take over the show here with my Death Stranding takes. But des- the director's cut came out. I had to cover it for work. I played it the exact same damn way. It's so much better offline. Did they know
0: that? Did you tell them that, hey, I'm not going to play, I'm going to play 30% of this game?
1: Did I tell Kojima Productions that?
0: No, did you tell your editor, you're like, hey, by the way, I'm not going to actually engage with the core.
1: Uh, Yeah, they're they're used to my (laughs) shenanigans over there. But um, I wrote a piece about it, actually. I wrote about why I think it's better offline. So I, I did it for the content. It was fine. Yeah. Did
2: people clown on you?
1: Uh generally they just do I don't know. Do you
2: pay attention to the comments? Do you have haters? You know what?
1: Okay, so this is something I had to learn the hard way. My entire freelance career, I got nothing but nice comments. I'd say 99% <laughs> of the time. Like 6 years of nice comments. That'll ruin a man the day i started at game informer i got <laughs> i got an email from someone my first day on the job got my first bit of hate mail. And what did I you, found out, did you, out you write is,
0: something on your first day or was it just like someone came yeah, in? Like, yeah, yeah. I hate you. The fact you hired, they hired you and I'm mad.
1: Yeah. I published some like op-ed about war zone or something. I, it was basically so I could learn how to use the CMS and learn how to publish on the site. <laughs> but like, so just like threw it into the world day one, got an email from someone that was like, you're a dumbass," And I was like, <laughs> day one, And what I learned is I had never posted my opinions online before that. So, yeah, I get a lot of hate mail at GI.
2: I feel like I remember... I know you may not have gotten, like, shitty comments, but I feel like I remember you getting... There was certain times where I feel like you got some maybe pushback or someone didn't, like, like what you had to say or something like that or disagreed. And I feel like I remember you getting, like, very stressed over that.
1: I know what you're talking about. I actually would rather... (laughs) (laughs) Blake is yeah. working okay. through
0: that offline. We're gonna I don't hit. remember the
1: specific <laughs>
2: instance. I just remember you being very stressed about comments. But that's the thing. Like, yeah. nobody prepares you for this shit. And it's like when other it happens to other people, you're like, uh, oh, you're a thicker skin, dude. Yeah. And it's like, but the moment it would happen to me, like I swear to God, I, I wrote some articles where you I, I read a Reddit thread. Someone posted it on Reddit and it go, would get like hundred comments in the Reddit thread and people were responding. And it was like, you read, this is a great article. Like mm-hmm. finally someone who knows their stuff. Like this is amazing. And you're just like, yes. Like, but even then it was like, you get this kind of, Glow around yourself where you appreciate it and you're like I just in general It feels like there's just a positive response But you read one comment Mm -hmm. that has anything to do with like something that you're insecure about about the way that you wrote the article or some Like a question that you had when you were writing it or like I hope they don't think it's this and then someone comments Like I think it's this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they they hone in on that exact fear that you had and all of a sudden that's all I was able to think about for like the next day and a half. I was just just so stressed about it. Even if I knew that the comment was like by someone who was clearly a dick. Do you feel you like know?
0: when people actually give you criticism, Blake or Josh, that you feel like they're telling you something that you don't already think about your piece? Like minus like personal threats aside, because personally I'm, I'm bearing the lead, which is that often when people critique my work, they'll critique it in ways where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know mm. if you feel like critique is sort of, if you've gotten critiques on your critique such that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that.
1: Occasionally in the GI comments section, there'll be like one intelligent thing, but that's like <laughs> once a year. Anyone <laughs> has anything like good to say party to you. When
0: that, that happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most the of the off. time it's
1: like, <laughs> most of the time it's like literally just pointed attacks at me. <laughs> Like my voice, (laughs) the fact I can't sit still, which to be fair, I'm sure is annoying for people watching videos of me. I'm very fidgety. Like no one's like giving me like smart criticism about the fact that I kind of have a vocal fry, but that's all I'm getting from the game informer community. But every now and then they'll be like, you know, you could argue this point a little better. I'm like, well, we should put you on the payroll because where were you in the editing process?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing is like criticism is cool, Mm. but... It's usually not that, and if it, even if it was, it's not constructive criticism. It's like I would get people who are like, I don't know why everyone likes this guy's writing. He's like way too, he's like way too flowery with his wording and stuff. And the way he wrote his comment was like so fucking pretend. <laughs> I remember this comment from like seven Do you have years like, ago, like, like, dude. Reddit voice? It was like ran- yeah. It was like Reddit voice, randomly <clears throat> down, like really not really upvoted comment and it was someone critiquing my writing and how flowery it was in the form of a really overly flowery Reddit comment. <laughs> and I was like, but it may still made me feel like shit. And I would have people like, but that's the thing there. Like a lot of the time it's just bad faith stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's when it's annoying. But I mean, for instance, with you, Kyle, I know that the way that you give input is very, uh, it, you give intense input, but, <laughs> i appreciate it because it's good it's also like very good input where i'm like holy because you have ways to like fix it and ideas for like honing in on the things that i maybe felt Are talking were about the video? maybe wrong with the, the video, the video yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by, this by the way like last week for 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 the
0: listeners new video
2: it's video not dropped to yet. bad end hasn't dropped yet um, not because it's not finished. It actually is pretty much finished by now. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're trying to figure out some brand and video channel stuff before we put it out. But yeah, Kyle gave me notes and some of them were like, I would have to rebuild the video from the ground <laughs> up. And he's like, he's like, maybe let us see the script earlier in the process. So that I could cut out half of it. But I, but I was like, you know, the first response to when someone says something like that is like... Damn, that like stings a little bit, but it's in, in the same way that like taking medicine take feels bad tastes bad, it, but like, you know, it's good for you. Well, that's think, how, that's how well, Kyle's input is. I don't have a problem with that well, I think whatsoever. I think the, in the, fact, the, I welcome it. You're
0: going from a, like, I think for me, I'm coming from a place where we're aligned in our goals. Right. And like, we want this yeah. video to be the best it can be. I share yeah. that same goal with you. With some like is in the comments on Blake's article, they don't care if the piece is good or not, like they're not trying to say let's write better criticism. It's like, Oh, you suck. And you didn't say what I want to hear. And I think that that's like the difference between like good, like, like we're sort of talking about feedback on like creative work. And I think that that's sort of like the, the goal where you're like, you want someone who can give you feedback that is like kind of in your mind space that can like help you get to what you're trying to do. But asking for that from like a comment section is a, you know, (laughs)
1: you you know know. what it seems to be is people are most critical when you're when you are critical in your piece like a lot of the pushback i get is when i'm most down on a game or speaking about a game oftentimes that they haven't played yet but i have and they're like upset (laughs) that i don't like it which always blows my mind because i just posted like my most glowing review of maybe my career and like 99% positive comments. People are like, man, this is awesome. Glad you liked this. But the second you don't (laughs) like something, like heaven fucking forbid. And then that's like a weird vicious cycle of like, why are you being overly critical of me being overly critical? And what are we doing (laughs) here?
2: (laughs) What does that say about you, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Look at yourself for a second. Um, Before we move on and talk about this review and this game, I just really want to quickly draw some attention to uh, what what I'm wearing right now.
0: Oh, oh shit! Tell the listeners what they what they can't it's see. It's a bad end
1: shirt. A Sorry. that looks good. Those are slick. Wow! Can I ask you a question about this? Like, kind of a nerdy question. Yeah, sure. Where did you get it printed? At like an actual screen printer? Or did you go to like T Public or something?
2: It's uh, yeah. It, no, I did not go to a professional screen printed person. I it's uh, it's from Teespring, but. I'm now called Spring, Um, but the merch is, we just shipped out a batch of merch, uh, and it's going to go live soon after that. Basically, I wanted to send out a bunch of samples to to make sure the prints aren't shit, Um, so when I get back some feedback on what the first batch looks like and how people are responding to it, then we're gonna put that shit live, and. Bad End merch is going to be live baby I'm so stoked <laughs> 5 we years have, later <laughs> This is all a new I know we've been, people have been demanding this for a long time but the I'm wearing this shit out you know It's it's like it's yeah, like you'd a cool wear that shirt. in
0: public yeah
2: Oh I it, this is like something that I wear all the time yeah. you know This is similar to shirts that I wear and once I got that hoodie we got ho- hoodies in multiple colors I want that hoodie got for totes, sure We got totes we got um i my mom requested that i make a zip up hoodie so i did that <laughs> she's like my friends only wear zip up hoodies aren't you gonna make a zip up hoodie and i was like <laughs> it's
0: like do your parents uh, parents i listen mean, to bad end podcast are all,
2: are all your friends gonna be wearing a video game podcast shirt <laughs> but i mean hopefully hopefully and so yeah keep an eye out for that we'll be putting up pics and whatnot uh folks who got some of that initial batch of samples let us know how they turn out. Maybe send us a pic. Maybe we'll use that for the merch shot. You know what I'm saying? Like on the on the actual shop when it goes live. You know what I'm saying? I could put see it that. on your pups. We got totes. We got mugs. We got hats. I'm really curious to see how the hats turn out. People have been requesting bad end hats forever, forever, forever. <clears throat> but um, okay, let's talk about games. Let's talk about video games. I want to like, see Blake.
0: What have you been playing? That's not the thing that we really want to talk about which oh, for, the, sure. for the listeners, I'm going to bury the lead a little bit here because we're all here for neon white and we're going to oh, talk seen, about yeah,
2: neon white. We are
0: going to talk about neon white, but we got Blake on the podcast again, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> what have, what have <laughs> yeah. you, what have you been playing? That's not neon white. And let's Let's, go, let's like expand it. Like mm-hmm. past three months for first, first past Q, three months. Q2 is over. What have you been playing mm. for Q1 and Q2?
1: You know what? Uh, I just got, Sony, the gracious company they are, uh, gave me three free months to that new PlayStation Plus thing they have. (laughs) Playing Um, old games, yeah. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about this. I wasn't going to subscribe. The dragon. (laughs) Well, hold on. I wasn't going to subscribe to the new PlayStation Plus. I didn't use the old one, so I was like, whatever. But they gave me three free months, so I was like, checking it out. And I have become obsessed with this. To a degree that, like, maybe they should start paying me for. Because, like, the <laughs> amount of weirdo cool games on this are so cool. Like, some of them are, like, games I've just, like, missed and meant to play. Like, I played the Gravity Rush games.
2: Nice. I really love oh, Gravity
1: yeah. Rush 1. Um, the remaster of that, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I think I don't like Gravity Rush 2 at all. I didn't finish it. Uh, completely fell off of it. But then there's, like, just weirdo things on there. Like, I played this game. It's called Mitsurugi something and it's it's I guess somewhat notable it got reviewed by a few sites because it's like not to imply there aren't indie games in Japan but not like a ton of them come out in a commercial sense um and so
2: Mitsurugi Kamui Hike
1: yes that is it um it's it's like it feels like a prototype for a PS2 game like that's (laughs) about all it's got going for it like there's a half-baked hack and slash system in there and like two enemy designs and a <laughs> w- story that is basically like, you're a girl with a sword and you have a friend who's a girl with a sword, but she's kind of bad. And so you got to fight and it rules. Like I'm so into it. Like I love it. It feels like I'm really into it looks like,
0: like Yakuza, but like with swords and yeah, kind of yeah, yeah.
1: DMC. Yeah, exactly. And ish beat em up. Yeah, I mean, you all are like saying Dead or some alive, games. God hand. I think you need to lower your expectations. What <laughs> this thing is, do below the surface of the earth. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the
0: other girl with the other sword who like might not yeah. be good.
1: So I've been playing that. I think it's awesome. Um, um, it they also have like the Siren games on there, and it's like, well, it's Ooh, free. Yeah, I, I, I sure. guess I'll play all twelve episodes <laughs> of the Siren remake. Why not? And then uh, I got disaster report four in the chamber right now, looking forward to playing that soon in Tokyo Jungle. So I'm just kind of like dipping my toes in a lot of waters right Dude, now. Dude,
0: I didn't realize how many people didn't know about Tokyo Jungle. Cause there was like a small resurgence mm-hmm. of people tweeting about Tokyo Jungle. Like I guess when this when this service launched, they're like, I had no idea this game existed. And I was like, What? That was like a defining like I feel like that was yeah. that was a big deal. Not like a, it wasn't like a big deal game, but it was like I thought it had a pretty big kind of release when it came out because it was like a that, prior to massive distribution, and it was mm. like a I think it like a, it like a box release in GameStop, like real deal, man.
1: I uh, yeah, that was one of them like Gravity Rush, where I was like, oh, I've been meaning to play this for years. Now I finally can. Um So to answer your question, I'm just playing the front page of PlayStation Plus right now. <laughs> I think that like honestly not to not to give a big corporation too much kudos but like it's kind of really interestingly curated in a way i appreciate because i thought when i logged in it'd be like oh i can play god of war and returnal and that's the of that i'm US. assuming yeah, yeah like <clears throat> I, and maybe it's because a lot of it's cloud streaming i don't know what what's going on but there's just so much interesting stuff on there that i'm like constantly going through it kind of like the way i do like like a arrow streamer for just the weirdo movies I've never heard of. And it's like, it's cool to have that in game form. And then I play Elden Ring. What can, what can This is say? what this, this is what <laughs> this game is. You just, you eat other animals. Yeah. yeah. But
0: you get to be other animals too. You get to like pick what you want to yeah. be and you run around Tokyo jungle. <laughs>
1: yeah. You play as a Pomeranian, I think. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: You're there. There's, a palm I, I think right there's now. like a
1: Corgi right now. Mm-hmm. This is a Palm. It's a Palm. Look at that tail.
2: By the way, Blake, if you pull up the stream, you can see us playing videos of what oh. we're talking about. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Sometimes it helps me think about stuff I wanted to say about a game.
1: Yeah, I didn't. that's I a, before. that's mainly what I've been playing other than the big one uh, that we're holding off on. Just kind of going through weirdo games. I feel like you don't really, maybe, I'm not a big PC player. So since I play on console, I feel like you don't have that element of discovery as much anymore in video games. And PlayStation Plus is like scratching an itch for me. I didn't know I had of just like, what is this weird thing? I'll give it an hour just to check it out.
2: That's I think the other thing, too, is that like with old, you know, when Arcade was out for like the original Wii you know, when you were able oh, to yeah. play Wii old Arcade. school games, mm-hmm. it we Arcade and all that shit, it was like you play the first Donkey Kong and it's like, that's fun for 15 minutes, but those games do not hold up. But if you're playing a PS2 game from 15 years ago, is that, is that a correct time frame? Um, I think it's
0: longer than that.
2: It's still very playable. Yep. Or a PS3 game even, yep. you know? Mm. This shit does Maybe. not look super dated. Anything post PS2 looks great and feels great.
1: And a lot of um, it is like you just cloud stream it, so the barrier to entry is like you don't even have to install anything. Oh, like that's what I you was got wondering about that. Internet, that's yeah. cool. If you just got the internet, you just play it, you're like, this is either cool or it sucks, and then you're done with it.
0: That sounds cool, because I also, dope. like, I wasn't someone, I, was, I grew up on, like, the Nintendo side of, like, the ecosystem, so I don't have a lot mm. of nostalgia that I would be able to mine from a service yeah. that's more geared, like, Nintendo Switches online thing. Though they have been adding some wacky stuff to there too, but it's just like, there's like zero curation. It's just a giant grid of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but being having like an, an external force say like, try these old things. It's like, okay, like, mm. sure. Versus you open up the Nintendo Switch, like online thing for Super Nintendo and stuff. And it's just, it's literally like a, I think it's like a five by five grid. The titles you can see, and it also moves around. So mm. it's just like, like it just throws yeah. everything out and it's like, well, I'm going to probably play Kirby because I don't know what these other things are. <laughs> um, That's cool. I might wow. try that. That sounds fun. I recommend this is it. Also,
2: this stuff is also from a period where anything that wasn't AAA was not something you necessarily heard about. You know, mm-hmm. one thing, you know, we talk about indie gaming has had an interesting and like fairly astronomical rise over the years. Like just the way that the Steam Global Sellers stuff has really caught on in these past couple of years and the Mm -hmm. way that Twitch games have really caught on. Like Bennett Foddy getting over it is a straight up part of the cultural canon right now, whereas like 10 years ago, that wouldn't be the case. Even something like Katamari Mm -hmm. is, you know, it's considered to be a classic and whatnot, but it didn't, I don't think it sold like that, like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Braid was kind of the OG and that's I think taken off since then, but we now live in an era where something like Tokyo jungle, you have to kind of go back and find that stuff. But at the same
0: time, like I feel like there's, you get stuff like Tokyo jungle more regularly now, like the, like kind of in the infinite search for mining out like every possible genre combination. I bet you could find a lot of games on steam right now that are like sort of similar where it's like, oh, you're playing an animal and you're kind of like leveling up in like a platformer environment. What made Tokyo Jungle so special at the time was that it was like coming out next to like Metal Gear Solid 4, right? Or like Dark, or like mm. dark Souls 1. And then you're getting like Tokyo Jungle and you're like, what? What? Is,
2: yeah. What is this? What? We got Dixie Dixie's saying, I'm totally going to cop a bad end zip up, but I'm really hoping you guys put out a tank top.
0: What else I gonna that lift can be in? Arranged. I need to lift in something.
2: If I can't <laughs> the li- bad <laughs> end the gaming, gaming top.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Josh, what have you been playing? Um, neon white baby. But also, <laughs> what are you I've not playing? playing? <laughs> I played. Uh, no, I really have not been playing much. Um, I'm kind of mining the the old stuff that I was playing prior to putting my head down and work on this video. But um, Rogue Legacy two. Oh, y'all, what you know about Rogue Legacy 2? I know that
0: you were a big fan of Rogue Legacy 1. I remember that.
2: I was, it was like one of the first good turn off your brain pup. Um, One of the first (laughs) good turn off your,
1: what's your dog's name again? Reagan. Not named after the president. Spelled different.
0: Maybe it was named after the president and then you changed your political affiliation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> to change the spelling of her name <laughs> that's right.
2: no. you have to say this now to not get cancelled <laughs> you'd Speaking be surprised which, how many
1: people ask me <laughs> that I have just Trump. started not saying the president.
0: not the president
1: <laughs> the, enough people have asked me like oh like the president maybe that's living in Kentucky when I got her that I've had to just start saying when people ask like it's not the president don't ask <laughs>
0: we had we were sitting in the veterinary vet office one day uh, with our cat and then someone had a um, cat named Catsby uh, and <laughs> which is a weird name sort of but it, they, right. it was named because of like the great Gatsby like yeah the it's great the great Catsby yeah. Yeah. but the thing was with a cat's name like Catsby their cat's name became Catsby like the great Gatsby because they, w- we heard him, we heard them like say it in the vet's office while we were waiting. In the it was, took forever. Two or three people came in and saw the, ca- the cat was kind of cute. Like, what's the cat's name? They're Like, oh, Catsby, like the Great Gatsby, and it just be it was like this thing where this like c- sort of cute pun name just became this annoying explanation that was like way longer than it was meant to be. So I feel like Blake's dog Reagan, not the president, yeah. is now your dog's name.
2: <laughs> this happens with cats. I had a cat. My sister, they-, they let my sister name the cat. And she named her Princess Isabella. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we only ever called her Princess, but people would be like, what's your cat's name? It was like, uh, Princess. Princess Isabella, but we call her princess. Yeah. Princess Isabella is always
0: yeah. called her princess. Is the name of the kid,
2: <laughs> but we call her princess.
1: Reagan. Yeah. Reagan is named after uh, the little girl from The Exorcist, Reagan McNeil, which in and of itself mm. is a strange thing to name your dog after. I, like people don't love that movie the same way I do. But then having to explain it's not the president; it's actually like the little girl from a movie your parents <laughs> might have seen. It's like I wish I would have just named her like fucking biscuit or something, like anything. Else, maybe not fucking biscuit. What about just biscuit? Limp biscuit would have been a great name for a dog. Would have been good. Yeah,
2: (laughs) full name: Limp biscuit. Limp biscuit, like the band. For short, yeah. (laughs) Um, Rogue Legacy. Um, pretty. Uh, if you if you played the first Rogue Legacy, (laughs) it's like the exact same fucking game.
0: That's what it it feels like. like.
2: Rogue Legacy remastered. You know. But there's just, there's more unlockable shit. You know, that's pretty much it. Um, You can see it. It looks a little clearer. It looks a little cleaner. It looks
0: a little nicer. I'm not going to lie. I kind of dig the art style.
2: Yeah. It's like they leaned into the Flash game feel of the first one. And we're like, what if Flash games existed in 2022? Dude, I think we're going back. I think
0: we're going back to Flash. Like with stuff like Vampire Survivors. I'm like, dude, we're going back um, to Flashman
2: Friday Night Funkin. Did you ever play that? I did. That game is huge. It's a phenomenon. Yeah. And it's basically a Flash game. I just think like it's be-
0: per my article I wrote that I don't want to rehash. But I think that like <laughs> we flew a little too close to the sun with what we thought we could do with small games. And we're going to we're in like a period of contraction where we're just like, let's just go back to the basics let's just make really
2: nice I think people saw. Yeah. I think also people saw that like systems are all the rage right now. Yeah. So like it doesn't, your graphics don't fucking matter. If you got, if you got the system, you got the meta, if you got the grind. Yeah. Vampire survivor was that you just walk around and once the level's over, you just put allocate your stuff and then keep on going. And that's the game. Um, and it's like, it's sort of the spirit of the clicker. Here's what slightly upgraded. Here's
0: what I didn't like about Rogue Legacy. Tell me how Rogue Legacy 2 deals with this, which was that, like, I never felt like the legacy options were actually, like, fun. They were always, like, random bullshit where I was like, I don't want any of this. Or, like, you could sort of opt, you could kind of just, like, kill yourself on a bad, like, run to just basically re roll the perks to get stuff that was more interesting. Is that the same thing here? Or. So the premise, for people who don't know, Josh, will you explain how Rogue Legacy works?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a roguelike, but when you die, your ancestor carries on your run. Your descendant, I should say. It's the opposite way. Your descent, your firstborn takes on the role of what you're doing, but the descendant typically has some kind of quirk, like that, you know, maybe they have a weird disease or something that makes it so that they take twice the amount of damage or they take more knockback. So you have to play through the game with those conditions. So this time you get the choice between like, you know, three of them and you get to choose which one is gonna be your heir, And then you go with that. Um, There's different classes and stuff. Was that in the first one? I think that was in the first
0: one. You had, like, weapons. I remember there classes.
2: There's different classes and abilities and stuff, which is kind of interesting. But some of them are, like, clearly better than others. There's, like, a whole meta and shit. It's like, oh, Valkyrie's the best class, like, by a long shot. They need to nerf it. And it's like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to fucking... This nerf is rogue my single-player roguelike game. Yeah. <laughs> this, game, this game is fucking broken, dude. The Valkyrie is way too good. It's like, all right, dude, if that is that's how you want to engage with the game fine um and then they also have new they have unlockable abilities so there's like a double jump that you unlock and that will extend through all your runs so it's it feels like you're making progress that way too
0: i guess is it like a Um, is it like a procedurally generated world or is it like a persistent yeah
2: it's it's procedural okay yeah, I mean it's really not that much different from the first one there's just like a <laughs> lot more upgrades. That you
0: I feel can like get. it's been long enough though that like people could play this game with no understanding. It's like it doesn't require you having played the first one. I mean that game came out like 10 years ago.
2: It's like really old. Yeah. The the thing is dude there's just so many systems in this game. Like holy shit! There's like runes. There's like gems that you could slot into your armor. There's different currencies to buy different things. You upgrade your house that are like for per- persistent upgrades. There's just so many things going on, and I'm I like lose track of them sometimes. You know, I'm like, what what is this currency for? What are, I where I'm not even taking advantage of all the things that I can do because there's so I'm many of them. looking at the
0: screenshot right now. Of inside the video, and it looks like there are five different currencies. Uh, just yeah,
2: <laughs> for a single yeah, player the, that game. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's wild. It feels like a fucking MMO. But um, yeah, that's it's it is what it is. It, it's like exactly what you're expecting this game to be. There's nothing surprising about it. Listen,
0: I could go for a brain off game though. You know, you, yeah, you need yeah. That every once I in mean, a while.
2: Speaking of which, oh yeah, V Rising. Oh, I yeah. thought was going to be that for me, and then what? Kyle talked about this last this game last time, and <laughs> I
0: got mad.
2: I, Kyle, for <laughs> all the listeners out here, y'all know Kyle could be a little bit of a uh, curmudgeon, you know, <laughs> and a little bit hard on games when he's like, he's like, this game just sucks. And then I'll play it and be like, see, I could turn off my. Listen, I'll ever punch you know, up groove.
0: though. They've made I think they I think they announced this past yeah, week yeah, that yeah, they sold yeah. two million copies, which. They, they're like, they're rolling in it right now, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was rolling it when I was playing this game, <laughs> rolling in the shit, because this game fucking s- blows, dude.
1: <laughs> what, is, doesn't- what is this game? I've heard about it so many times at work and have no clue what it is.
0: Wait, Blake, describe what you think this game is, because I bet you could probably get it just based off what you heard.
1: The Rising sounds yeah, just super give it to anime to me.
2: Okay, that's actually it wrong. Sounds feminist to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? It sounds to me, it sounds anime. Um, it's what definitely gotcha elements. That, that, systems, <laughs> give me some systems. What are you doing? You hack and slash, and numbers with various different colors indicating their damage <laughs> level pop out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Pe- people that's that's right people that's i follow on twitter like it but uh, i don't know anyone in my real life that plays it um uh what is it actually uh, there's a lot of silence over how wrong i am it's no no you're not that wrong oh, okay it's, you're somewhat wrong but oh. not that wrong
2: but it's it's like a um torchlight meets diablo meets minecraft
1: (laughs) i feel very wrong (laughs) i'm looking (laughs) at the video now and this is like nothing i thought i think i thought it was final fantasy 14 i'll be honest with you
2: yeah i know it's definitely not that at all
1: but the thing is you
2: click on rocks so fucking much in this game (laughs) you just you're sitting there clicking rocks
1: it's like you're mining
2: and you know when games have a f- super scuffed difficulty curve it's so annoying man you just get like when you're like gear checked well
0: josh you have to people, raise your
2: armor level oh to a certain but number it's not even that it's in. not even that it's like people this is something that people randomly praise where they're like you could walk out in the world and you'll see a level 98 character when you're level 3 and it'll kill you in one like, shot oh, fuck, and, I, I gotta get and there. that's how uh. i knew that this world was unforgiving you know and it's like <laughs> nobody no that's not that feels like shit like I want to go level one level two level three level four just just do it like that guys you know I
0: I described this we were talking about this a little bit earlier today and I was saying that playing v rising you get to a point where you kind of stare into the void and you just like know you like you know what it takes to get there and you can say okay let's do it or you can be like fuck this (laughs) Because you get like, you get one shot by the level 99 and you're like, well, I guess I got to punch rocks for the next 20 hours of my life to get enough like materials to craft this thing such that I can auto attack this boar to beat it. And
2: the, dude, the crafting systems are so like, wait 10 minutes and then it'll make a piece of plank out of this piece of wood. And then you need 20 pieces of plank to get to build the the sofa or shelf or whatever that you want to put in your house. Mm. And then so that means you have to leave it in the machine for at least 15 minutes. So, oh, it's incentivizing me to go out into the world and kill stuff and gather lumber and shit. And it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> I don't want this. You know? Because they randomly, I don't know if you played enough to know this, Kyle, but they put they have bosses in this game that you have to like go out and hunt, but some of the bosses are just randomly wandering around the world and they're like way above your level. Right. So you just run away from them. That's really, that's just what is expected of you in this game. So I don't know. It's not, I, you very, you very quickly feel how much time it's going to take as Kyle was saying, where it's like, if I want to beat this game, I'm going to just do nothing but click on rocks for the next, (laughs) you know, 60 hours of my life. And, uh, you know, that just wasn't my thing. I just wasn't feeling that. It is very comparable to Valheim, though, but just not as good. Maybe if I was playing it with friends, it would be different. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Valheim's art style was just it contributed so much.
0: Valheim was really vibey. like, very vibey. Yeah, viby. it was very
2: vibey. And the systems were offbeat, you know? Yeah. It was just strange enough where you're like, what the heck is happening to me right now? Well, didn't like, where feel am, like am I? You like, get a lot scared. of systems.
0: Like, the cool part about Valheim was that it was sort of free form. Yeah. You're just kind of like doing your thing and you're like, I'm going to build a thing. So I'm like, everything is like player motivated. Like, there were like, yeah, there was like gear and stuff, but like, you didn't really need it necessarily.
2: Yeah. A tree fell on me.
0: Dude, okay, Wait. speaking of this type of game and shit that is vibey, I played uh, last weekend. There was a free weekend for Ark Survival Evolved. Do you all know about this game?
1: It's the dinosaur one, right?
0: It's the dinosaur one, which they just
1: announced Ark 2 starring Vin Diesel. Diesel? Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. You know, he's like an executive producer on that game. I had no idea. That's incredible. He's like involved with the development.
0: Fuck with Ark. Like (laughs) Vin Diesel's a big Ark
2: player.
1: He's like helping fund that game. It's crazy, dude. Ark is. It's it's got to be the most like on
2: sale game.
1: (laughs) It's it's the most like you see it all the time.
0: People are always playing it. Also, y'all. Every platform offers offers it for free. This game is jank as fuck. Oh my god! (laughs) Like I was, I was surprised. Mm it feels like a demo. Like if it feels like you're playing a really polished, like Roblox mod of a dinosaur game, it's like, like this, this is like one of the biggest games on steam. And the main way they communicate with the player is giant green text at the top of the screen. That's just like, this thing is done. And then like the dinosaurs all kind of move like weird drastic park, stilted dinosaurs and then you're kind of like doing bullshit like metagame crafting stuff. I was like, this is ARK? Like this this is this is the one. Like this is the thing people are playing. And it's like, yeah. I think the thing though about it is that I I I think we discount how much ARK is in the water, because this game has been out for a long time too. Let me see when this came out.
2: Yeah, it's been out for <laughs> it's been out since This is like the day Z of
0: 2017. So, five years though.
2: (laughs) Oh, really? Well,
1: did it have like, like, that when it officially launched? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, good point. Because
1: I feel like I've heard about this since like I was in middle school.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Devin says he's literally an executive at the company referring to Vin Diesel. Oh, my God. Okay, 2015. No, 2015. This this text at the top of the screen
0: dude i'm telling you this game is so janky i was like so surprised how just fucking <laughs> jank like you yeah, look at that level up is available access inventory to apply it you can get to level like a hundred or whatever in this game <laughs> and that will still pop up in giant green text look at this look at this fucking text listen listeners you cannot see how jank this fucking thing looks like it feels bolted together but the thing is People fucking love this game. Su- 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 Vin Diesel end, um, is now on the board of Arc 2. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what the fuck?
2: So. This is like the Daisy. I'm telling you, this reminds me of Daisy. Dude, I was, dude, I was it's like just a janky blown away. game people played for years and years.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of get wow. it. Like, it's just. But it's weird. It's basically like a normal Rock Puncher, but there's also dinosaurs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I guess. Is that's- Rock Puncher a real.
0: That's what my friends call them. Term. I'm realizing that that might not be what other people call it too.
2: I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, they're like I'm it's, it's a rock it. puncher. Um, a tree puncher.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. Man, this it's It's, it's,
1: it's so weird like working at a video game press outlet. Where if I wrote about Ark tomorrow, two people would read that. And yet, like, (laughs) for some reason, like, they are the biggest games in the world. It's so strange how that never translates to, like, what people want to read about. I guess they want to watch it instead or play it, you know? There are currently 85,000
0: people playing Ark right now.
1: It's wild to me. And, like, under no circumstance are we going to... Cover it at GI. Outside of like, no, why it's, is Vin Diesel two funding <laughs> uh, Arc two? Like that's the most they're gonna get from us. It's so dude, sh- Rust dude, oh is God. like the same way, you know.
0: This game is potentially sold twenty million to forty million copies.
2: I probably have like what a thousand fuck? of those? <laughs> <laughs> I probably have a thousand of them each for like five cents. Dude.
0: I gotta see what the oh Arc Vin Diesel. God,
2: is this is guy a just story? fucking. Speared a dodo in the head <laughs>
0: <Can we> get, <laughs> this can is can awesome we get, listen if you listen to bad end podcast and you know vin diesel <laughs> hook us up i want to talk to the man yeah, let's get him on the show about because he was a big gamer right he was like he, yeah. he like kind of came out as like a dnd player before that was really D&D. cool D&D.
2: yeah
0: yeah right he was like OG famous person who likes nerd shit
1: i think he's also like been on like some of the E3 press conference stages. Like I think he showed up and like mm, done. Yeah. Pre- I know that doesn't n- always mean anything. They have a lot of celebrities out there, but I think yeah. he's like shown up and been <laughs> the one where we're all like, "Hey, he seemed kind of sincere about that." He like he wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Okay.
2: Speaking of games that you know won't get the coverage that maybe they should, let's let's just do. Wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> let me read this. Let me let me read. The, I just want to read this quote okay, from PC right. Gamer. <laughs> okay. Diesel is reportedly a longtime Ark player, having logged thousands of hours in the dinosaur survival game. <laughs> Can you imagine Vin Diesel punching rocks in Ark on voice chat? Yeah. Yo, I got some, I got some hides over here. <laughs> who plays arc with Vin Diesel? That's what I want to know.
2: Anybody got Dodo? Like who? <laughs>
0: Anybody got Dodo? Well, I got tame this I gotta, I gotta tame this triceratops. Get yeah. over here. <laughs>
2: like hey, who's
0: playing arc with Vin Diesel, man. Like surely he's not playing it alone. Like it, I, it's him and fucking ludicrous.
2: Uh, Dude, this gameplay video Tyrese. is just literally someone continually throwing spears at, at Dodo's <laughs> heads <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and chopping up the bodies. Just this imagine the person sitting behind
0: is. the computer doing this is Vin Diesel right now. Cause apparently thousands <laughs> of hours.
2: Now they're smash cutting between throwing spears at Dodo's heads. Kick it over, Vin, Vin. Vin was the biggest bro mess up.
0: Vin Diesel, <laughs> lover Troubles, of Ark says. Survival Evolved. Okay. Um,
2: anyways, speaking of uh, video games, <laughs> God, Blake, what's up, Blake? You recently reviewed a video game. I did. Let's
1: talk about it. Neon White, baby, best game of the year. <laughs> um, this game is like bafflingly good. Like I was, it was like one of the games I was most excited for this year. And there was no way I thought it was going to be as good as it actually was. Like, this is where we, I'm pulling up Blake's review right now, by the oh way. Oh my, this is the highest score I've ever given as a professional writer. This is you, right? Uh, this is you. Is that on? Oh yeah. <laughs> this they, is the Game Informer. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is the yeah. Game Informer That's yeah. not me reading, but that is my text that I guess you can't hear. Um, also not my gameplay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, it's my, I wrote the words <laughs> that are on that video. Um yeah, I I don't know what to say about this game at this point. Like I would be I right, well, was a good podcast hear. Blake. Glad to have you I'm on. Like, <laughs> this is bad. I'm just end. like yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> wait, wait, wait. first uh, first of all,
2: look, <laughs> review my playcaster. That's that's our guy. That's me. Here. Uh
1: we uh we put an AMV in this, which I thought was such a cool touch cuz in my review text, I mentioned that it reminds me of like old AMVs that would be set to like Linkin Park songs, you know, in 480p or whatever. And we oh, actually, yeah. like, put a fake one in there, um, which is pretty That's great. sick. It, it's, it's, it's a game for scene kids, which I think is uh, a neglected <laughs> genre it, <laughs> by the video game <laughs> industry for one reason or another. Um, no, it's, it's a game
0: for scene kids that, like, hung out in the anime section at Barnes & Noble. I think no, is. You know,
1: to shout out my review one more time, I said it was a uh, – it's like if the T-shirt section of a Hot Topic – and the anime section of a Suncoast video collided <laughs> into each other. You would get this video game, and it's like I think just mechanically it's very sound and very great, but like it's 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 cringe style, you know, oh which I God. think is like a word they've leaned on a lot in the marketing. It's just so cool. Like it, it, it almost makes me feel nostalgic for it when I play it, even though it's like a thing that I hadn't touched until two weeks ago. I'm almost like, yeah, I remember buying a DVD of this, you know, AMV put it out or whatever. <laughs> like it has such a unique, awesome style that I'm so smitten with. I feel like I'm not saying anything, a substance about this game because I'm just like kind of gushy about it. And it also just feels good. Like I want to beat all my friends' highest scores. I feel yeah, like it's a, I, am
0: with it. I feel like it's like a game for incels. Like it's got like that sort of flavor. <laughs> Like, it's, it's like seeing kids, but I think that like, this is the kind, like, if you want to look at the type of stuff that like, and like, it's not like yeah. fucking call of duty. It's like neon white is like a lightning rod for like that type sure. of person. Cause it's like, got all the weird it's, it's fucking, it is weird. Like it's, it's so cringe, mm-hmm. but also it's so like sound, like it feels like a fucking video game in a way that I, the thing I like say all the time, not all the time. Astrid, uh, friend of bad end when actually death stranding came out, they were like, uh, why not make this? I think I mentioned this on this podcast before, but like the, the trailer for death stranding was like dropping and we were all in a, like a chat channel together and they were like, yeah, why not make this? And I'm looking at neon white and I'm like, this is what we could be doing. Like, this is what we could be doing more consistently. And we're not, and it sucks that we're not because it's so it's like so fucking fun like i boot this shit up before work every day to just run through it because it's like it just feels good to play and like it's it's super cringe but also it's like it's cringe in that anime way where you kind of deal with the cringe to get to the good stuff mm-hmm. which is both as annoying as it is an anime but at the same time is worth it for all the good shit like you do, think, it's like go sorry. ahead
1: Well, I was just going to say, I think mechanically, I agree that I wish there were more games like this stylistically. I almost like that this kind of sits on its own island right now. It feels like it makes it more special in a way that this game's out and there's not like a million other neon white looking games out there. But I agree. Like I wish I hope this is like a genre that takes off like the speedrun influenced video game. Like it feels like They just watched like stealth gamer. But I feel like it is
0: though, right? Like, I think that Josh, you were playing gunfire reborn devolver worked with, uh, I forget what studio it was, but they put out, is it neon abyss maybe, which I've even started with neon. Is that, is that a
2: thing? I, that exists, but I don't know. No, Not neon abyss.
0: What was the, um, devolver did this game where it was like, you're moving through like a Legends of the hidden temple game, like mass multiplayer. Thing, oh come on, come on! I have
2: no clue what you're talking about.
0: There was this, there was this, like a big game. Um, they put it out, and it's like everyone starts. It, it's a procedurally generated game, but everyone starts at the same place, and then um, they all kind of like go through a level together, and you die. It's almost like Fall Guys, but if it was a first-person game through like Legends of the Hidden Temple or something like that. Mm. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about
2: no oh,
0: oh phantom abyss Games- phantom abyss
1: never played that never played it
0: yeah <laughs> well that's i think okay. I but which to say blake i feel like there's a precedent yeah. for some of this stuff existing
2: sure. yeah but i think this well, sort of like
0: specific permutation is like unique
2: mm-hmm. well a couple of things first off uh this game for those who don't know we didn't actually explain <laughs> what the gameplay is uh, which we tend to do a lot on this show. But um, this game is, how would you describe it? It's like a platformer like first-person shooter. Platformer. Yeah. Yeah. First person shooter platformer with an emphasis on the platforming. And it's kind of a speed run game in that you're really just, this is like what Sonic should be. <laughs> you know, this is the dream of Sonic come alive. Yeah. Where you just want to go fast. It feels good to go fast. Nothing's fucking stopping you. Everything is pushing you forward. You're encouraged to be faster. And you have all the tools that you need. And Sonic has never taken it there. Maybe it did at Sonic some point.
0: You right now on the end of that video. <laughs> That's
2: great. Oh, hey, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> but this is like what Sonic could have been. But at the same time, it is made by Ben Esposito. At least it's written by Ben Esposito, right? Uh, he, no, yeah, he it's not it. written by Ben Esposito. He made he it. He made yeah. it. Um, with the the studio, studio, whatever studio he's working with. Yeah. I don't know what this, I don't know who or what the studio is. He
1: worked with Angel Matrix, which I was not familiar with before. I think it's
0: one of these people that just, they all like, he's got a, I looked at this before we did the podcast on his Twitter profile. He has like a link to a Twitter list of the people that are part of Angel Matrix, which I think Mm. is just like a collective of like people in LA who know each other that worked on the game. It's not like a. It's it's an a, official. Yeah, it's studio. like they came together, probably incorporated for like tax reasons, and then are going to disband after this game
2: because Hold that's what Sean says. Hot take: What are you referring to there, Sean? <laughs> um, but yeah, you do these pretty short levels, um, but there's a, you know there's a specific combination of moves that you do to get through the level as quickly as possible. But there are small optimizations that you could very you know, clearly due to your movement to get through that level faster. The catch is when you finish the level, you see a leaderboard of all your friends who have beaten the level and you very strongly want to beat them. You got to beat Josh's um, times. This is what we are doing in the bad end discord. <laughs> now we are all, I have not gotten past the second level. Oh, that it's a game for incels. That, that's what the hot take was. Yeah. I, okay. I want to, I want to talk about that because I disagree with what Kyle's saying. I think that it's, it feels like a very <laughs> weeby game and and in specifically like it f- feels like a game f- for weebs who like know that they're weebs and know what that implies um it's it's very clearly trying to be a japanese video game it's taking all the cues from like stylistically there's a lot of killer 7 in the way that the graphics look and like the Persona. game looks there's a lot of Persona vibes in the interface. There's um, a lot
1: of and- El Shaddai. Do y'all remember that game? Ascension yeah. of oh, the Metatron? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. It, it feels ripped like the, the heaven setting. The heaven and like hell setting feels mm-hmm. ripped straight from that one.
2: Mm-hmm. The dialogue feels like it's pulling influence from anime mixed with like an adult swim flavor but the writing is holy <sighs> crap that writing is <sighs> <sighs> Oh, she's not very good. So
0: bad. So
2: bad. It is not I've been taking screenshots
0: great. of some real bad. I could bring some of these up later on in this segment, but damn, the writing is bad. Also, wait, to be clear, I think, Blake, I'm interested in your take on this because I was talking to someone else earlier today about this. Like the writing is like unilaterally bad, but not when we say bad, it's mm-hmm. it's worth saying what we mean by bad. The writing is bad in this game, actually in the way like we're bringing up, I think the writing is bad in donut County, which is not that it is written poorly. It's that the lines spoken are like not good. Like it's, it's just like the, the, the ideas behind the writing seem bad in which, and I remember we had played donut County. We were like, it feels like written, it was written by someone who like only browses Twitter. And I feel like this is the same thing. Yeah, like it, it's to hear a character say the word simp out loud <laughs> as part of dialogue and delivered sort of straight. I'm like, is this an aesthetic choice that's like mm-hmm. aligned with the idea of this game? Because it's like it's it's unilaterally this type of thing. And it's like bad, but it's so unilaterally bad where I'm like, I feel like this is an, this isn't it's got to be an aesthetic choice. Like surely they didn't think this was cool or it was like good because I it's think-
1: bad. I think that's true. Like I, I previewed the game for us um, and came down like so hard on the writing. I think I called it like terminally online or something, (laughs) which I stand by. Um, Which again,
0: Donut County by the same developer, the exact same. I will say. But less horny.
1: In (laughs) like in, Having it in context, it worked for me like I I don't necessarily feel like I was the audience for it, which maybe gave it a necessary step back to just kind of enjoy it in a novelty sense to kind of laugh at. I think it's bad intentionally like I think it's written to be obnoxious and annoying and in that way it works for me. Like, and it did click with me. I think there's entirely too much of it in a game built around speed running. Oh it doesn't God. make sense yeah. that I'd need to sit through 10 minutes of dialogue, which I don't even think is totally an exaggeration at some points in this game. But I do think like the game leaning into being obnoxious for the sake of obnoxious, like I can understand not liking it for one reason or another playing through the entire game by the end of it i was like you know i'm kind of into this story um that i wasn't after only an hour with it in the preview but i agree it's not good but i feel like that's the point and that doesn't inherently make something for you don't inherently forgive something for being intentionally bad it can still be just as bad as a whether you meant to okay. or not. but
2: I have another angle on this, which is, first of all, I didn't think Donut County's writing was bad. I like Donut you County's You
0: want to pull writing. up some lines from Donut County? Because- I know it was
2: very online. No, but it fit with the character of the game, which was this kind of like whimsical, cartoony. Yeah. Um, just, it, it was like characters texting each other, like being like, hey, where you at, you bro? What? How's it going, my G? Stuff like that. Like it would be stuff that was just something you would see Capital O online. Mm -hmm. And if you know, I could see that getting grading to someone, but it made sense. It felt like an internet game. It felt like a product of the internet. This game, it feels to me, the flavor of it feels like someone who's really trying to capture this vibe that they get from anime, which a lot of the time is very over the top very much cringy, very much making pop culture references that maybe you don't fully understand because it's like Japanese culture being referenced. There's a lot of stuff like that where it feels like they're trying to approximate that and like, what would this feel like if it was made by a Western developer or if if I was doing my take on it? It feels like Ben Esposito and co are going for that, which I think is an interesting idea, but does just doesn't really work well for me. Like when the, when the dialogue is playing, I'm like, this is just not, I'm not finding it funny. I'm not pulled into these characters, personalities. I feel like they're being a little bit too cheeky with it. You know, like it's, it's too obsessed with being clever and being, having this online language that it doesn't really care about whether the writing itself has anything interesting to say, or if I actually care about these characters, etc., etc. Um, so I think I almost feel like I really want to just skip a lot of these cutscenes as I'm playing this game. <laughs> I think like um, and it's I I like I, Yeah, go ahead, go.
0: I feel like I agree with you in part, but I also I want to make it clear that I think this game is uh really good. Uh it's probably one of my top games of the year as well.
2: You're talking Yeah, we're talking strictly about the writing yeah.
0: here. Yeah. Um but I think also the like the highest praise I think I ever give a game is what I would give this game, which is that it feels like it is doing everything. It's trying to do very well. Like I, Mm -hmm. I think like from the, both the writing perspective, it's like, like I said, it's unilaterally annoying in like all the same ways. And it's, it's never, it's never like uneven where it feels like the bad stuff stands out more. It's just like all this like annoying anime bullshit. It's like, If you've seen My Hero Academia, which is like the biggest fucking anime in America, at least, like the little kid, the green kid that like throws balls at people, like that, his whole vibe is like this whole game's writing. It's like the annoying, like kind of making you feel bad for being pervy. Oh, is he purple? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the frog, he likes the frog girl. That's right. Yeah, grape kid or whatever. Like it's, it's got this sort of thing where it's like, we're being sexual, but you should feel bad that it's, you kind of like it, but it's kind of gross. Oh, someone's a perv. Like it's, but, but that said, like the game is like hitting all that stuff basically perfectly on tone. And then the other thing is like, just so it's clear for people who are listening, the game is basically two parts. Mm -hmm. There's this visual novel portion that has kind of a hub world where you enter these like visual novel sections and then there's like the platforming stuff and they're, they kind of go back and forth. But the other thing about the other part, like the actual platforming stuff is that like, it's so fucking good in this way where I feel like at every moment they said like, what is the most fun we can have with these systems? Because there's a, The other way this game works for people who aren't watching the video or don't know is that as you're moving through the level, you kind of get access to these powers that are represented by cards. Um, And most of them are like shooting whatever. And you can both do the action of the card or you can discard the card for a different ability. So what you might think... By hearing that is that part of this game will be like juggling all these cards in your hand to do the right thing at the right time to like solve the levels puzzle or whatever. It could it could be very puzzly. And the game is like, I think, made the right call to say like, fuck that. They're like, if you do the game right or like even close to right, you will basically always have the right thing in your quote unquote hand at the right time and you can do the right action such that you just fucking flow through a level and it feels really cool. Like the, uh, sorry, Blake, I was about to say something. Last thing I'll say is like a good example of this is that you get a power pretty early on. That's like basically a ground pound where you can kind of smash the ground and they introduce this power by saying like, Oh, there's this red, there's like a red, uh, like gate or something in the floor. And if you ground pound, you'll fall through that. So if you were playing like Metroid or like a lot of, or portal, what what that would mean is that you would make a connection in your mind to say, okay, every time there's a thing on the ground, that's red, I will ground pound it. And that's, that's, this is how I get through this type of challenge in this game, which would be fine. And this game would be worse if that was just like that. What this game does is that is the case. Either you will have things that you ground pound that are on the ground, but then they build whole levels against different permutations of these mechanics that are just fucking fun. Like, so they, they build multiple levels where you use the ground pound ability to just consistently drop down and drop down on like exploding barrels that will bounce you back up to just keep going down. And then, or like you'll have stuff where you have a ability where you can quickly horizontally move across the level. And so at first it seems like, I'll just use this to dash across gaps and then it turns out that you can attack certain things in the air, and you can actually start ping ponging between different things with this ability. And it, it just, it really just feels like, seriously, like every single part in this game, at least for the platforming stuff, they were like, what is the most fun a person could have with this thing? And then you just do that. And there's like no fucking bullshit puzzle stuff. It's just about like you feeling good and feeling like it's really fun to play. And I'm just like, like it's just good. Like it's the
1: flow is just the flow is
0: just there, man.
1: I think like to your point, uh, on top of it, just feeling good from almost the jump. It makes you feel like an expert at the game, which you're not. You'll finish like any level and be like, Oh, the ACE score is like 15 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> quicker than i did yeah. but like almost it is rare for you to go through a level and be like i'm fumbling it i'm clumsy yeah, like the yeah, game yeah, yeah it's like yeah, the the things i i thought about a lot playing this are speedruns specifically of the doom reboots 2016 and eternal and dishonored Mm -hmm. the way you see people speed run those games and how fluid and fast they look that's like the baseline of this game yeah just like playing this game if you're not like completely inept at video games that's what you feel like out the gate and i think that's like awesome awesome game design i think that's such a cool like idea to just be like From the jump, you're going to feel like a master at this game. You're not, and you're going to practice a lot to become a master at these levels if you want. But like, no matter what you're doing, you should feel that way at all times.
2: Yeah, and I I want to delve into a little bit more of how it achieves that. Because what I've been noticing is that, Kyle, like you were saying, you it feels like they always give you the right tool to tackle the challenge that is right ahead of you. And then when you finish that challenge, they give you the tool for the next thing. So that's how it develops a very natural sense of flow where it's like, you know, if there's a long gap in front of you, you'll kill a monster and then it gives you a dash. And so you just, you jump and then you dash and then then there's a big drop. And then it gives you a card for a ground pound and then you pound through that drop. So it's giving you like in quick succession what you need to get through the level so that you're able to do it quickly and with a sense of flow like Blake was saying. But then you realize like, wait, (laughs) they do this thing where they give you, once you beat it and you get like a silver score. So if you do, if you get a good time, then it says, okay, next time you play this level, you've, you've quote, leveled up within the level and gained experience called insight. So now it's like next time you play the level, we're gonna give you a little hint at how you can go, take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. And then so you do it and then you see this little floating mm-hmm. insignia in the world and it shows you a little shortcut that you can take and you're like, oh, holy shit, I didn't know that I could even jump from here to there. Mm-hmm. And then so you take that shortcut and then you've cut off s- 10 seconds off your time and you're like, holy crap, this is amazing and then it unlocks the leaderboard with your friends and you realize holy crap i'm s- despite taking that shortcut i'm still 10 <laughs> seconds behind what am i doing wrong so then you start experimenting you start optimizing and all of a sudden you've shaved 17 seconds off of your original time that you had in that level yeah. And so now we're at the next level of that in the super court Culture Discord. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com, slack dis- and to gain access. Everyone is obsessively posting their times and obsessively trying to beat each other's scores. We are actually, right now, I don't know why <laughs> this is the case, but we are all competing to get the best time on this one level called Glassport. It's the last level of the first stage or last stage of the first level, whichever one. Um and we are all obsessively trying to get the best time. And people are posting what they're doing to beat each other's times. And we're just slowly optimizing these routes and talking with each other about how we can make this better. And I have never thought about this way about a video game in my life. And the other thing I want to say about why this is the case, too, that I think is very important that people, it's it's hard to kind of get to this point to of realizing this is why this is happening, but they do a very good job of making it easy enough to Mm -hmm. execute each Mm -hmm. specific action. So if they give you a double jump, you can do it. Like There's some room for error. You need a certain amount of precision, but you don't have to be frame perfect. You don't have to do everything exactly correctly. You can still kind of improvise while you're doing that, which I think is extremely important for developing that sense of flow because if you need to do everything like immediately, one after another, that's so hard for the normal average person to accomplish, and if you need to be that perfect, then that's tough. But one thing too is that like they give they have special techniques. One of them is a parry where you always have a katana, no matter what. Um, and if an enemy fires a bullet at you, if you hit the bullet, it'll fire it back at them, and it's called a parry. But it's actually the window for the parry is like much more forgiving than say a parry mm-hmm. in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to do but you could shave off times in your runs by using this thing. If you were able to do it well and you learn how to use it correctly, but it's feasible for the average person to do this. So, you have all these tools at your disposal. So you feel like you can do something creative and then you can then share that with your friends. If you want to if you want them to be privy to that information, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't share my route or <laughs> else they'll like instantly beat my score. But I've been sharing it. Cause I'm like, that makes it more fun. And then they're posting how they beat my time after that. And so we are like collectively creating this little internal speed run culture within the discord and we i don't have to worry and this is i want to go back to kind of what we had been talking about blake before the podcast too here which is that there's not really a community for this game yet um yeah which is one of the other nice things usually on day one you'll go online and there's like 30 videos about 10 things i wish i knew when i started playing <laughs> neon white five advanced movement tips in Neon White all, you know all these fucking articles and tips and videos about what you should be doing in this game that just like ruin the experience and you're like I'm so out of my depth I'm never gonna be good at this but that community does not really exist yet I went to r slash Neon White there is not a community there yet people are like how come people aren't talking about this game right now um yeah so Blake
1: yeah I was just saying yeah Do you just agree talk- <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay but we've yeah. noticed that like it hasn't really gotten much That's, coverage too that was really surprising to me because like when our review code came in it was like obvious as like yeah Blake, Blake said he wanted to review it all right he's on that review and I assumed every other site was doing the same thing and like no shade at the other sites of the world but I think we were one of the only big five that had a review on release day and now I know like I've heard of a few other sites being like they're doing their reviews now and it's like was this is an annapurna published game like we <laughs> you'll review everything else they do i don't know why this one was surprising for people like kataku wrote an article that was like yeah neon white is as good as everyone says and it's like what why is this the one that like everyone passed over i it's been very confusing to me i don't have an answer for why that think- is but like it's a strange you- game sorry um just, like, it's strange yeah. that Ben Esposito coming off Donut County, which was popular in Annapurna, a bunch of people have just, like, skipped over this game for whatever reason.
0: Do you think it's, like, the theming? Because I I think that there's a similar, like, something with people's, like, I'm wondering if it's signaled its, its aesthetics so strongly in a way that, like, you don't have, like. GI probably doesn't cover every major JRPG that comes out into that scene or like all the like. Yeah. um It's like Atelier. I don't know how to say their name. These like, there's like a lot of like anime PlayStation games that come out that people just don't cover because it doesn't seem like it would be their audience. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, so I'm wondering if there's something about Neon White where it's weird because it like, it presents very strongly on the visual novel stuff. And then like the platforming just looks like unless you're playing it, I'm not going to say that the platforming like looks exceptional. You've really got to play it to know what the platforming is doing. So I wonder if it was one of these things where people were like, Oh, like, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, like, like they said, right. It's a game for freaks. It's not a game for like normal people or something. So I wonder if there's something there with people being like, Oh, it's not, I think like besides the bad writing, it's very like, appealing to mm-hmm. normal people. I, I, I don't know if that was the thing.
1: I wonder because like I don't know Anna Perna is just like a darling of the games press and it felt felt like sure. they did a good job being like this is our next game this is the next Anna Perna joint which so like that was confusing to me. I I at least in my Twitter timeline felt like I saw a lot of excitement for it. So I it's hard to say if that's what push people away or if people just didn't think it was worth covering for whatever reason but something definitely happened there it's very strange to me I think it worked out for us because our review did like wild traffic that day so kind of appreciate a lot of the sites maybe not publishing theirs but um, yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I hope that doesn't like I hope it finds the community I'm a little surprised to hear that that's kind of like trickled down to like the reddit not having many people going on for it but I hope it finds a community because I think it's like a game that will speak to a lot of people and a lot of people will be like, holy shit, this is my game and this is more fun than anything else I'm playing right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't see it not catching on at some yeah. point. It's just too good. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a special game um, gameplay wise. But I, yeah, I, for me personally, I get the sense that maybe the the strong visual novel suggestion it within the art style itself. Yeah. And then also like screens of this game don't do justice oh. to what is actually happening. For sure. And it's also, yeah, I think you need to kind of see it all in its entirety and actually play it to kind of really get why it's, it's cool, mm. but I think it'll catch on sooner or later. I think so. But I hope it, it's, it takes a little bit because I still want to enjoy this little, <laughs> this time that I have right now where it hasn't been, contented to death Mm -hmm. uh because you do a youtube search and there's surprisingly little on this yeah i think i'm looking um,
0: on like sully gnome and like looking at like viewer stats on twitch and it's like not a lot
1: yeah i think um i think some more reviews are coming out in the next week And i know that's not always you know an indicator of what game's going to be popular or whatnot but i think like there's just a weird delay on this one for whatever reason um i don't know
2: they need some some big streamers to pick it up yeah like, they should be playing this in queue for League of Legends games. Do <laughs> you think, like, <laughs> do you streams? think this
1: is going to be one of those games that's popular at, like, what is that called? SD Summer Games Done Quick? G- yeah, oh, GDQ. 100%. Yeah. So? I was like wondering about that if they would, like, reject it. I feel like that's a plus strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, sure. They love that games that are made for speedrunning,
2: mm-hmm. you know? They're not, like, too cool for sure. it. They're not, like, you know. I- they'll probably make comments like this. Yeah. They love, they were, they had made this game with speedrunners in mind and it's really cool what they did for the speedrunning community yeah. and stuff like that. Every One time. One thing
1: I feel like I just want, I want to mention about it that I think we passed over that I really like is like, I want to say three levels out of like 90, only three of them take longer than a minute, which I think like oh, makes this game yeah. so much more accessible to be like, yeah, I got 13 seconds to spare. For this level to try it you know like it's not like gonna be 5 to 10 yeah. to 20 minutes of your time you're like yeah i can run through 30 levels and the time it would take me to play one level in another game and i think that's really awesome
2: yeah absolutely the the fact that it does come at such a fast clip this is what sonic should be man mm. god what is this what's <laughs>
0: happening right now i think the other thing just on, the, on like the flow note too like One thing that I like about this game is that if it's not feeling good, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Which I think is like very few games capture that. Like I think like, I think I'm thinking about like a lot about portal playing this game. Cause I think what's really cool. Kind of like what Josh was talking with the, um, like us kind of competing for best times on that one level and bad end discord is that you can have like a meaningful, fun experience with this game and like perform subpar at it. Whereas like a lot of other games, Or whatever games are most like this, which I would say is something like Portal a little bit, that game Phantom Abyss or whatever. You kind of have to like do it right or you fail. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, you can't play Portal and do like a halfway solution and still win. Like you just have to do the right thing and then you beat the level. And I think that a lot of these games like or we're talking about Gunfire Reborn, um, you have to like do it the right way and then you get to proceed and then it's it's about doing it right every time or the uh consequence for you not doing that is failure. And I think what's really cool about this game is that like there's a lot of fuzziness in what being good at it means, but there's a gradation of that where unless you're just like really fucking up really poorly, it's fun. Mm-hmm. No matter how like kind of what we were saying at the front, like even if you get a bronze medal on a level, it's still, it still feels good to go through it. And like Blake, you were just saying, right? Like you get a bronze medal and you got a bronze medal because it took you, uh, 30 seconds instead of 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And like, so the the return time on that also isn't punishing where it's not like a bronze medal is because you did it in 20 minutes and a gold medal was 15 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. You have a ton of time to iterate around that which I think just makes it like be really compelling to play through because you're, you can, you can, you kind of like do the game in passes. Like you kind of beat the missions, just one off to like progress the story. And then you will kind of come back to then fill it in to like get the secret item to like beat Josh's times, whatever else. And so you kind of have, and it, and it, it incentivizes that. It's just like fun to come back and do them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's like really cool. Um, where it doesn't feel like I have to sit down and I have to be like, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be 100% on it. Like I can kind of phone it in just to kind of get through the game, but still have a good time and not feel like I have to be exactly on my shit to just like survive. Except for, have you all played the side quest for the like purple girl?
1: Is the that the one, side quest? Is she the one where you don't, your powers are taken away or it's, it's the one with all spikes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have that to.
0: shit was, real good yeah there are some like side quest levels which are like if the whole game was like this it would totally fucking suck Mm. but they spruce it up just enough with these side quests they're like these kind of different conceptions of the same core mechanics that are really fun still um so yeah it's just it's just fucking fun man it's fun to play
1: has this game unlocked any memories in your brain and what I mean by that is, like, I hadn't thought of a Sun <laughs> video in like 15 years. And when I played this game, I was like, man, I remember looking at all the like anime DVDs when I was a kid, being yeah. like, I bet this would be so cool. It's just unlocked all these like weird nuggets oh, dude, of that like fucking nostalgia screenshot for in me.
0: the video right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This
2: this scene reminds me of
1: Suncoast video. It also is like I, every. I feel like a lot of people have talked about the soundtrack by Machine Girl, which is really good. But it has made me the
2: soundtrack fucking
0: rips. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. But
1: it's made me like think of a lot of bands I used to really like when I was like younger. Like Drop Dead Gorgeous and Blood Brothers have been the two. Oh yeah, I've gone back to <laughs> because of this band or because of this game. It's like just it's given me a wave of nostalgia, which is kind of an unexpected consequence of playing it.
0: I think it's given me like it feels like <laughs> I uh, like watching anime in middle school or whatever yeah. and then going to um like books a million because my town wasn't rich enough to have a Barnes and Noble. So we'd go to like books a million and buy like learn to draw anime books. <laughs> so I would like I would like draw <laughs> like learn how to draw anime eyes. And then for like 10 years after that, every time I try to draw something with eyes, it always had like <laughs> its eyes are always anime eyes. But it reminds me of like looking through those yeah. books and like, also like if you think about like, like the characters in this game are like sexualized, mm-hmm. like 100%. Um, it's like part of the aesthetic. And there's a kind of way where in terms of like unlocking memories, it makes me think back to those times of like seeing like anime shit in like middle school and comparing it to like what is western cartoon media at the time which is like very unsexed it's like fucking cat dog and like Rocco's modern life and like stuff like that and spongebob spongebob was like a little more transgressive than like what else was on there but you're seeing like what's going on in anime at the time and you're kind of feeling like you know i'm going through puberty at the same time and i'm like what well, is bo- boobs like what like it's, it's got some of that vibe where I'm like, man, this feels like I'm fucking doodling anime boobs in my notebook in middle school. Like it's got
1: that vibe. I t- dude, totally. I forgot about those anime books. He <laughs> just reminded me of like looking through them at the Louisville free public library as a kid. And I'd like, yeah. I'd check out Ron my half. and read those my dad didn't know was in those (laughs) you know and for those who know he's reading yeah (laughs) wow this game rules man i like i very much did not outside of like early middle school i kind of got out of anime and like manga and all that yeah 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 this game has like unlocked how much i loved it for like a brief two years in my adolescence
2: yeah 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 this game reminded me of paradise killer but that's oh, I and a lot of Paradise Killer again. Yeah, there's a lot of Paradise Killer vibes here. Um, and just the way that the graphics look and mm. whatnot. A lot of, pulling from a lot of the same influences. They're very vapor wavy. Um, yeah. But God, this style is just so clean, man. Mm. The lines, the architecture, the way it all comes together. The oh, water so reflecting
1: looks so good.
2: The, oh, yeah. The skybox that like looks just not real mm-hmm. enough.
0: It also, oh, I mean, it reminds so me too good. of a lot of like, um, sort of like Dreamcast, PS2 era, like a lot of like the vocalization of um, the music in the game, like these kind of voices in the background. They're like neon white, mm-hmm. or they'll just yeah, say like yeah, yeah. complete. It feels very uh, uh, fuck, like wipe out, or like this like very clean yeah. sort of like vision of the future, like feminized voice saying things in the game like saying the phrase complete or something is very like 2000 z s-
1: it yeah, feels yeah. very
0: hopeful in a way that is like not 2022
1: <laughs> i wish i could remember who but someone tweeted i saw a tweet today that was like neon white is what the game industry would look like if there was a sega dreamcast 2 which i don't know if that's totally true yeah, but I, I feel like it's kind I, of i
0: yeah i feel like it's an aesthetic pool yeah Yeah. it feels very like if dreamcast 2 existed
2: (laughs) yeah just watching this gameplay this is the level that we've all been um kind of like obsessed with glassport and the way this person's doing it is like so much different yeah from this is
0: like the unascended way to play this i think i think
1: this is on switch maybe actually
0: it is on switch actually yeah let me pull I, up the...
1: Uh, I tried it on Switch, and with the gyro controls, uh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Oh, through
2: a interesting to use this the, is the gyro. Beating Kyle's score here.
0: Are you going to pull up your, your clip of
2: me doing it? Yeah, this is when I first tried to beat Kyle's score. I posted a time yeah, that no one could beat here. for
0: like a day, and then Josh beat it, and then we just got stomped by two other people in the Discord. I say stomped. It's like they beat us by like a half second. But in this kind of game, we are like warring.
2: We are battling over this. (laughs) And it's just, it's a frenzy in the discord right now. Like we are having, we're in major competition with uh, Katie, (laughs) former bad end co-host Katie. And this is the latest version. What I got here. Um, just check Okay. Just check out how clean this is, all right? Just check out how clean this run is. I, I could shave hey, some
0: seconds off that. I could, I could do it.
2: What's your, what you'll notice? It's very interesting here. So I, I'm, I'm, this is like a very stylish. You, you can have your own play style because you, you're, you're still at the point where you need to be creative, right? Where you're like, how can I do this faster? And that's one of the challenges of this game, where you're like you have to come up with your own way of doing it, right? So I got twenty four seventy one uh someone in the bad end discord posted another time that beat this by like legit half a second and i was like what the hell and he posted his video and i was like it looked slower than this i swear to god it looks slower <laughs> josh like i need a recount
0: i need a recount
2: <laughs> look at this okay look at in this in my run i'm parrying this is parrying he does not parry in his run okay it looks slower but it's like half a second faster. And it's because this person found like a an optimization elsewhere and it, it was not the parrying. So I'm like, I'm just doing way too much. Um, but it that's also my style, doing a little too much <laughs> 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 to not have as good of a result as if I was just a little bit smarter, you know?
0: Uh y'all want to answer some questions before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Blake. What's up?
0: Question from the Discord. Oh no. What does it take for you to come back to a game that you put down because you didn't initially like it?
1: Oh, I almost never will. It's dead to me.
0: Um <laughs> I, just, I never put down games. I so am, I'm
1: always playing every game. Every game I've ever started, <laughs> I have never stopped. I never will stopped. never stop <laughs> gaming. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I uh, will never
0: stop gaming too. Yeah. I
1: think I think like if enough people tell me I'm wrong about a game, I'll be like, all right, let me check it out again. Let me let me culturally reappraise this one um what you
0: got you got any examples
1: oh god um no because i'm usually right um fuck the haters i feel like there's one on the tip you know what this is kind of like bending the answer but like i thought horizon zero dawn was trash hate that game um so when i played the sequel i expected to feel the same way and ended up loving it so i know that's not exactly the right answer but for lack of a better one um, that sequel, which is doing largely the same thing, I guess. It just for some reason, <laughs> wait. Totally- why did
2: you like the sequel and not the original? Because I really did. did you not get here like is a Here's question. Too. Did you get a free
0: code for the second game?
1: Well yeah. I mean those are the perks of the job, but like I don't go uh, look, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like history's proved I'll shit all over games I get for free with no qualms about it. No, uh, no, no.
0: I'm not I'm not implying that. Yeah. I think that there might have been a time where you couldn't get the first game for free and you're like, fuck that,
1: and you got a second game oh, for free. And sure. you're like,
0: Yeah, I'll try this.
1: Yeah, no, not bad. You know what? I feel like I feel like I was really excited for the first one though. You know, and I wasn't excited for the second okay. one um gotcha man i cannot think this is like kind of bothering me now i feel like i can't i feel like there's a game on the tip of my tongue that like i didn't like the first time and when i went back i was like yeah y'all are kind of right about this i feel like actually i get more examples of games i thought was good until the second playthrough and i'm like oh wait this sucks (laughs) Uh, i had that with god of war 2018 or whatever a few years ago (laughs) where I was like, I'm going to replay this and And I, yeah, I couldn't get past like the first hour. I was like, I hate this. Um, so yeah, I don't know if enough people tell me to try it again, I'll play something, I guess.
2: Josh, what about you? Yeah, that's similar to me. Like I, although I will say I do have some games in my backlog where I'm like, I maybe played it once and it was like, eh, not feeling this right now, you know? And then a couple years pass and i've gone through everything else and i'm finally getting back to my backlog like, i'll give us another try and then i ended up really liking it like um hollow knight was that for me mm-hmm. i played that and bounced off so hard i was like this just looks like a bad flash game <laughs> metroidvania and er, and then i played it and i was like this goes places man the game goes places <laughs> it goes it goes in some Intense directions that I just did not expect. Um, But I think it does take people just telling me that it's Mm -hmm. good. And then also having the intent to play it again to begin with, you know, that feeling of "Uh, I want to revisit this because you're right, Blake, for me, too. It's like I am never going to fucking play this game again. (laughs) And I'm usually (laughs) right. I don't know if I'll ever revisit V Rising. I also, I guess, also like if it gets good updates that make it better, mm. which does happen.
0: I was about to say that, that too because I feel like that. I don't typically come back to games, but I think I think I'll come back to a game if I had a lot of hope for it and I played it initially, and I was like, eh, like it's a game that I already have to have like an affinity for that mm-hmm. I was like really interested in being good. So like, No Man's Sky is a little bit this for me, where like like every other person in the video game world everyone was in like rapture for what no man's sky might've been. And it came out and I was like, "Eh." but then they keep doing updates. It keeps looking better. And I was like, yeah, I'll go back and try that. And like each time I'm sort of like a little more interested in it. So I think, yeah, I think the update speed is like definitely uh, updates provided that I was like really interested in the game in the first place because if V rising get update gets updates, I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm not, I'm not going to go back to that game because I have, I'm not interested in that game being good.
2: I don't believe in it.
0: All right, last question from Dan. What will Dali do to games? Dali being the uh, AI art generation thing. Um, Not the like shitty one that everyone's sharing around, but like the actual good one that's like generates like real good fake art.
2: I hope a good game idea will come from a Dali mock-up. You know, maybe it'll create new aesthetics.
0: Dude, I'm not even going to lie to you right now. I'm literally using, uh, I'm not using Dali, but I got beta access to mid journey, which is another one of these things. And I'm literally using it. I was using it today to generate concept art for a game I'm pitching. So like it's, it's, it's really fucking good. It's like really surprisingly good. So I'm like actively using it right now for something like that. I won't say more about it because I'm still you, pitching the game. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to pitch. I don't want to say the game, but <laughs> one thing I put in to pitch it was um like Mobius board game. And like I'll say I'll send you a screenshot of it. It's pretty fucking cool.
2: I am um, very curious.
0: Yeah. I think also huh. like my my pitch for this is I think you're gonna see a lot more visual novels. Mm. Like there, there's a there's a thread to be tied between like text generation really like AI dungeon when that was like kind of a big thing. It's like AI dungeon plus text prompts plus like synthesized art. There's like a thing there where it's like an infinite text adventure with visuals. Like that can be pretty cool. Yeah.
2: It reminds me of, um, like in chess, they have, um, these engines that can calculate all the moves and how good they are. And yeah, all the lines that come from said move. And so, People are not as smart as the, these machines, even the best chess players are not going to like be able to consistently beat the computer. But what they'll do is like they'll actually, if there's a line, or you know, a very po- commonly played set of moves at the beginning of the game or whatever, they'll see like, okay, well, what would the computer do in this situation? And they use the, some of those to inspire new theory. That tells you like how you might play a certain position in that game. So they're using the computer moves to kind of think differently about the game and or understand like why certain concepts are good or why one might pursue a certain line over another one, et cetera, et cetera, which is just a really cool thing where people are like, oh, yeah, I've been studying engine lines to prepare for this tournament. That's like a thing that happens. Damn. Yeah, which is just like being informed by AI or getting ideas and inspiration from things that are generated by artificial intelligence, which is just
1: wild. I think in five to 10 years, I don't know if I really mean this, but uh, it'll be able to just make entire (laughs) games. And then like all the games that never got sequels that I want, I'll just be able to play. (laughs) So like, I'll just type in like Kane and Lynch three. And then in (laughs) 10 minutes, I'll have it. Be Canaan Lynch three catter days which is what I would call it after dog <laughs> days or uh, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna run cat-er. that in the thing and see if I get a good <laughs> please yeah. do, yeah or, I'm gonna generate Canon Lynch three what catter days <laughs> yeah 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 uh-oh. I'm gonna say Caden Lynch Three Catterday's box art. We'll see. We'll see what. will we'll post that in the bad end Discord if you Hell want to see yeah. what that looks like. Um, there's a there's a plug for joining the Patreon.
1: But like it'll be totally cool. You'll people only use it for games that obviously aren't going to be made. It's not going to be made to like put people out of work or anything like that. Like it'll be just like ah, oh, did you ever want? To- Until it does. But no, no, no. Yeah. It's <laughs> totally gonna be cool. No one's ever gonna to use it it's for good. bad reasons. It's totally will be, be like, hey,
2: it'll Tony totally chill. Tony Hawk's
1: yeah. Underground Three. <laughs> just have the AI make it, you know, NeverSoft doesn't even exist anymore. So that's what, that's what it'll do.
0: It will only be used for yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Blake. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining. Thanks for, thanks for waiting around for five years until you got, you got <laughs> tapped.
1: Yeah. Just Appreciate don't, it. don't let anyone know what tier of the Patreon I had to donate to, to finally get a spot <laughs> on the <laughs> show. Uh,
2: well, yeah, we're getting, we're, Maybe we should just, you know, we're, we're going through our having more kill screen people on. We don't talk to you guys enough. We had Toussaint on last episode. It's nice having him. We talked about some anime. Yeah. So maybe in the future we'll have some more kill screen folks on. Y'all are great. But yeah, Blake, best of luck. Where can people find you on the internet if you want them to find you?
1: Oh, cream? God. Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at Metallica is rad. Dude, you should, you should, by the way, you should change your, your,
2: your. Like display okay. name to like Let's Blake, talk. Uh,
1: hold on. Blake now, something. I did this not too long ago. I changed it to my name. And enough people tweeted okay. at me to say they no longer knew it was me. <laughs> I've had, the, is- I swear to God, they looking at my own name, people will be like, I don't know that's Blake anymore. Which seems back ass words to me. But enough people said they no <laughs> longer knew it was me that I had to change it back to like 20 coffins.
2: Don't get used to it. Well, they're used used to to the
1: coffins. Dude,
2: I searched for your name and I was like, nothing came up because his screen name is literally just 20 coffin emojis and his his at is Metallica or is rad. Sorry. So I had to remember, like I had to remember his actual screen name to find him. On yeah, Twitter.
1: Well, at least usually in the game informer <laughs> podcast sign offs, I give a different username every week. So, you know, I'm, I'm just flying <laughs> under the, <laughs> under the radar, but I'm also a game informer, you know, go to, ga- go to GameStop and you can find me every once in <laughs> a while. <month. laughs> find
0: me, find me on the shelves of GameStop. That's right. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they actually stalk us right which is next <laughs> to the, pop figure <laughs> <Yeah>. well yeah.
1: <laughs> if they actually have the magazine which is a consistent problem but you know um that's where you find me that's it thank you all for having me on i love this podcast this is like one of two thanks blake it's like one of two video game podcasts i listen to so i was very excited to be on it um y'all are the best i'm What's glad the, you're other here? One? Uh, the other one yeah. is the fire escape podcast that uh dan Riker, mike maharty and mary kish do Ooh. Oh, okay
2: don't listen to that okay.
1: one. Okay. It's okay. It's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only bad end. All right. Josh, no. sign us out.
2: All right. Thanks for joining. We are bad end podcast pat <laughs> bad end podcast. You can find us on Twitter at bad end podcast. Email us at badendpod at gmail.com. You can rate us on review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out we got a new video dropping pretty soon. Hopefully within the next week or 2 max uh the nice thing is that we have like another video in the hopper so they should release in fairly quick succession since this one is currently delayed but video content's going to be awesome please share and subscribe and like and all that stuff help the, h- help the algorithm help help you um yeah and then patreon.com/badend and that's pretty much it thanks so much for joining we are part of superculture go check out bullet points we got new episodes of idea of evil a Berserk podcast with Gareth Damien Martin and Reed McCarter coming Hold soon. On. Can I interrupt? Coming right Can at you.
1: I wrote yes. the theme song for that podcast. Do you wrote the idea of evil theme song? Yeah, the metal one. That's me. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Blake Hester. Yeah. New ones <laughs> <year laughs> well, you know?
1: The perfect promo.
0: The perfect cross yeah. promo.
2: New episodes coming out. Check that out. The art, the art was also done by who?
0: Oh. Artem Trockanov. Yes. Who did the character art for Cantata?
2: Which is a great game you should. And check the out, art and for Savo Fair,
0: which is our Elysium yeah. podcast. Yeah,
2: so many things in the hopper. Buy your bad end merch once that stuff drops. So we'll put that stuff out there. But yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks so much for listening. We love you all, and to all a good night. Good night. <laughs>